Good morning, poddies. Welcome to episode 14, series 7, Walk the Pod, the show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. It's Sunday the 7th of February, it's 9am. It's raining, but the rain is... I would say I would say it thinks it's snow. It's rain that thinks it's snow. Uh, it's mostly not settling on the ground as snow, but it but some of it has been over the last few hours, and I think now it's too warm for it to be falling as snow. So it's 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 consenting to just be rain, but it's not happy about it. That's quite a long entry for the rain index, but that's the kind of rain that we've got today. I don't know where to go with the music policy this morning. I've woken up quite late. I don't feel in a music kind of mood. Um, And I don't know what to do with that. Like, what do I play when I don't feel like playing any music? I might just play some of the anchor interludes instead of tracks today. And uh, we'll see where we go with that. Or at some point in the day, I might be inspired and come up with some music to put in here. But at the moment, nothing's working for me. I've tried listening to music to stomp to, nothing. Tried listening to funk and soul classics, nothing. Just just not in a musical mood. So there we are. What can you do? Uh, welcome to Walk the Pod. I hope you enjoy the episode today. We will definitely be reading some Stoic philosophy. We will definitely be talking about Marcus Aurelius. We will definitely be talking about some of the weirder things in Stoic philosophy, like, for example, the fact that you're supposed to love everything that happens to you, Um, (laughs) which I find a challenge. Um, But we'll we'll have a chat, we'll have a chat, and it'll be fine. Uh, Not every day is going to be fully energised, and that's okay. Yes, it's grim. It's just grim. It's not snow in the beautiful, floaty flakes of gloriousness that it was last week. It's snow in the grimmest, most dismal way ever. It's grey and Miz. Uh, the, the, the snowflakes are tiny and are being wafted around by the wind. And um, it's just grim, man. It's really grim. And uh, I've, I've sort of potted around. I've had a cup of coffee. I've spoken to uh, my sister, I have discussed Stoic philosophy with a lot of people this weekend. I feel like I feel like the problem with Stoic philosophy is that it is inevitably quite a downer. Like there is no way of having a conversation about Stoic philosophy and ending up with an, uh, an energised room full of people who are happy to be alive. <laughs> what happens when you talk to people about Stoic philosophy is the, the mood slows down, slows down some more and then grinds to a sickening halt and then you just have to be like so and lift it all back up again and it's and it's probably i think what i'm discovering is it's probably best to speak with people about stoic philosophy who get it to not bother anyone who doesn't get it with it at all and um and to find ways to immediately lighten the mood after talking about it because otherwise it just ditches the conversation into the ground so I shall bear that in mind when I when I read you um, meditations in series eight. I'm going to be me- reading you uh, meditations from Marcus Aurelius's wonderful meditations book, without any kind of attempt at analysis. And I think what I'm going to have to do directly after reading each of the meditations is play some kind of like super uplifting track in order to in order to raise everybody's spirits again because it is inevitably a little bit kind of. It's very profound and very moving, but it's also, it's not, um, 
doesn't end up on a sort of super super happy note although it does lead to happiness as a as a general um as a general thing i found actually it's a good way to be happy with one's lot in life so i'm a huge fan but but it, at the same time it always ditches the conversation into the ground what i'm saying uh so i am going to uh now go and have a shower get dressed put my coat on put my scarf on put my hat on put my gloves on and leave the house and walk into this snowy drizzle and speak to you from the bike track. Oh God, it's just Miz today. It is just the absolute, this is the worst weather that I think I've recorded the podcast in, given that we're in England and so the weather's never that bad. And given that we're in the South, so the weather's never that bad. But I mean, it's just horrible. It's like driving snow, but in a way where it's not settling on the ground in a pretty way or even falling through the air in a pretty way. It's just kind of grizzling, chucking snow in my face. Wind. It's kind of like being rained on, but in a slightly gentler way. I suppose it's slightly better than like driving rain. I haven't actually been out in driving rain yet. That'll probably happen before the end of the month. But look, the weather is a good thing. It connects us to the present moment. And um, I'm determined to determined to sort of enjoy it, actually. Because it's like, well, I've got a warm coat. I've got a hat. I've got a snood. I've got gloves. I've got thick socks. Another pair of socks and wellies. Like, there is a limit to how much this can hurt me. So I might as well just enjoy the uh, refreshing the refreshing sort of smattering of snow in the face I'm sure I'm sure posh ladies go to spas and spend 250 pounds on a on a elemental facial where they get sort of (laughs) snowed on in an artificial way and it's terribly good for the pores or some nonsense so you know could look at it like that this is a free facial and if you're smirking at that you should be ashamed of yourself it's um it's uh yeah it's grisly mean and grim as uh julia donaldson wrote about the tyrannosauruses in tyrannosaurus drip the best children's book of all time and there's nobody out on the bike track today Actually, I can see someone with a pram far up ahead, but basically, apart from that, it's empty. Completely empty. There's nobody here walking pups. There's no kids. There's no cyclists. Everybody's gone. I'm staying inside today, and fair play to them, you know? The only reason you'd be out on a day like this would be because you'd made a ludicrous commitment to make a performance art piece out of a walk every, every day for the last 98 days. That's the only reason you'd be this mad. I do worry that I'm losing the plot a little bit. I do worry about that, guys. Poddies. I, I am concerned. But I've spoken to my therapist about it and she says it's all fine, so... She says it's all fine. I'm going to carry on. It's getting me out for a little bit of exercise every day and that's wonderful. And it's also extremely good for my mental health. 
My friend Asfar in Sweden has been talking to me about meditation recently and I have always been like, yes, yes, I get that. I, I want to have a go, but I haven't done it. And then today I thought I'm just going to do an eight minute meditation before I come out for my walk. And it's, it's enormously helpful, it really is. So I'm putting that here as a reminder to myself to do that more often because eight minutes is like, you know, it's, it's egg boiling amount of time really we've all got eight minutes there was a ancient piece of buddhist philosophy which i can't remember it but it basically goes you know most people need to meditate for 10 minutes a day apart from the people who are really busy they need to meditate for 20 minutes a day and um and i quite like that i've had various meltdowns with the kids over the course of this morning they facetimed me and i facetimed them in the wrong order or I don't know, one of them wants to talk to me and the other one wants to talk to me first, or there was some... I'm just like modern technology, it's not always terribly helpful. I've got to work out a way to spend time with them in a way that's more enjoyable than just having a fight about whether I rang one of them back in the wrong order. You know, this is just silly, isn't it? So, I'm going to have a think about that. I can make that a bit better. I think that's one of the difficult things about being a parent who doesn't live in the family home anymore is how do you maintain a good connection with your kids? You know, it's not easy to work that stuff out. But I'm thinking about it. And uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Pop you into my glove. Okay, that's better. I am thinking about it and... uh, and we'll make progress slowly and slowly but surely I think slowly but surely it will be all right it will be all right anyway it's a horrible day horrible horrible day but I want to have another go at reading you a meditation by Marcus Aurelius in order to practice and see how this sounds so in order to work out how to do this in series eight so I'm going to play another little interlude now And then I'm going to read a bit of Marcus Aurelius with no attempt to analyse what it means. Then I'm going to play another interlude. And then... And then I'll listen back to it later and see whether I think it works better than fishing the thing out of my rucksack whilst walking along, which is what I did yesterday. Which I actually thought was... was reasonably alright. So, feedback welcome. Go to rachelwilliasfunny.com. Leave me a voice message. Or email rach at rachelwheelie.com as I'm just walking past a bit of roadworks in the bike track and somebody jogs past me with white earbuds in and a black outfit apart from that, including a hood. And some other people walk past carrying a massive blue IKEA bag full of who knows what. Okay, this is Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, book 11, number 6. First, tragedies were brought on stage to remind you of what can happen, that these happenings are determined by nature, and that what moves you in the theatre should not burden you on the larger stage of life. You can see the way things must turn out, and that even those who cry, Oh, Citheron, must bear them. 
There are some useful sayings too in the tragedians. A prime example is, if I and my two sons are now no more the God's concern, this too will have its cause. Again, mere things, brute facts, should not provoke your rage, and ripe ears of corn are reaped and so are lives, and many others like that. After tragedy, the old comedy was introduced. There was educational value in its unbridled frankness, and this plain speaking was of itself a useful warning against pomposity. Diogenes, too, adopted this trait to a similar end. After this, examine the nature of middle comedy and the purpose of the subsequent adoption of new comedy, which gradually slipped into the mere artistry of imitation. True, it is recognised that these writers too said some useful things, but what was the whole thrust and aim of this sort of poetry and drama? How clearly it strikes you that there is no other walk of life so conducive to the exercise of philosophy as this in which you now find yourself. I make no attempt to analyse what that means, I just leave it with you and hope that you take something from it. If you want to talk to me about what you took from it, I'd be delighted to hear that. And if you want to give it to me for use on the podcast, I will publish it. If you don't, I will keep it to myself. It's horrible today. My fingers are freezing. My nose is running. It's just ugh. So I'm heading for home. Thank you for walking with me. This has been Walk the Pod Series 7. We're starting Series 8 tomorrow. So tune in for that. And as you know, I usually do a new series honours list. So if you want to be on that and you feel you haven't been given enough titles, (laughs) get in touch now and you've got time to tell me what you want to be known as for the rest of the time on the podcast. I'll be reading the entire list of everybody who has a title tomorrow and, um, and we'll go on from here. Lovely to speak to you. Take care and I'll speak to you tomorrow.